Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Well, what I do is uh, I look a woman up and down, and I say, Hey, how you doing? And I hope you're doing well, everybody. This is Jim McCairns with the good, the bad, and the TV on the Believe Podcast Network. It's the number one podcast network for professionals. Now let's believe in the good, the bad, and the TV. The year is 1967. When debut albums from both The Doors and the Jimi Hendrix Experience and Aretha Franklin's Respect are released. When Elvis and Priscilla are married in Las Vegas. 1967 is a year that sees Thurgood Marshall sworn in as the first black justice of the Supreme Court. Carl B. Stokes, the first elected African-American mayor of a major U.S. city, which is Cleveland. The Supreme Court ruling in Love, Loving versus Virginia that it's unconstitutional to ban interracial marriage. And segregationist Lester Maddox, sworn in as governor of Georgia. 10,000 people gather in New York City in 1967 for what's called a Central Park Be-In. An equal number come together on the opposite coast in San Francisco to protest the Vietnam War. It's a hotbed of unrest, 1967 is. In fact, June, July, and August make up what's become known as the long hot summer of 1967, when a total of 159 race riots break out across the country. In Atlanta, Boston, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Tampa, Birmingham, Chicago, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Rochester, Toledo, Newark, Detroit. On the flip side, 1967 also features the Summer of Love, with as many as 100,000 people gathering in San Francisco's Haight-Ashbury district for a celebration of peace and music, a happening that fans out up and down the West Coast and then across the country. It's a hippie-fueled, flower-powered, counterculture-laced summer of tuning in, turning on, and dropping out. And let's just say the establishment is leery. In 1967, Boston's left fielder Carl Yastrzemski achieves baseball's triple crown status. The Packers beat the Chiefs in the very first Super Bowl. And Muhammad Ali, until recently known as Cassius Clay, has his last fight for a long three and a half years due to his refusal in 1966 to be inducted into U.S. military service and then the subsequent stripping of his boxing license in every state. He uses the time in exile to speak out against the Vietnam War and to champion racial justice. Apollo 1 astronauts Gus Grissom, Ed White, Roger Chafee are killed in 1967 when fire breaks out in their spacecraft during a launch pad test. The 25th Amendment, the one dealing with presidential succession and disability, that's added to the Constitution. The Big Mac is introduced at a McDonald's in Pittsburgh S.E. Hinton's The Outsiders is published. Thank you, Cliff's Notes. Otis Redding is killed in an airplane crash at 26 outside Madison, Wisconsin. 
Kurt Cobain is born in Aberdeen, Washington. He'll die at 27. And The Jungle Book is released. Walt Disney's 19th full-length animated feature, and the last one he personally supervises before his alleged death in 1966. The top-selling single of 1967, that would be Lulu's To Sir With Love. The year's big movies, and see if you can notice a theme here considering the state of the country. Cool Hand Luke, The Graduate, In Cold Blood, Bonnie and Clyde, In the Heat of the Night, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, To Serve with Love. The latter three, each starring Sidney Poitier. The first black winner of the Best Actor Oscar a few years back for 1963's Lilies of the Field. He's having the acting year of his life. In Chicago in 1967, a personality named Don Cornelius switches over from his radio job as DJ, reporter, announcer, to an on-air and out-front role on local TV, hosting a black-focused news program, and then off-air, going around the city to host live concerts, sponsored by the station, which spotlight local high school singers. The traveling show is known as The Soul Train. In 1970, it becomes a local weekday afternoon TV show at the station. Cornelius hosts. And in 1971, shortened to just a two-word title, it's sold in syndication to TV stations all around the country. Soul Train is a hit. Production moves to Los Angeles. Recounts Jake Austin in a 2008 piece for the Chicago Reader. The show debuted in the middle of a magnificent era of black music and fashion, and it quickly challenged its venerable Saturday morning colleague, American Bandstand, in the ratings. End quote. Like tons of other young people in the country, Cornelius, born in 1936, grew up watching the dance show American Bandstand, hosted by Dick Clark, which came on the air in the early 1950s and by the 1960s, was a national young person's obsession. In a 1995 Associated Press interview, Cornelius says, I saw dancing, and I knew black kids can dance better, and I saw white artists, and I knew black artists can make better music, and if I saw a white host, I knew a black host could project a hipper line of speech. End quote. Summed up in its early years, understandably at first, but then mostly unfairly in time, as the black American bandstand Soul Train is envisioned by Cornelius as a music and dance show that acknowledges and celebrates African-American culture, specifically its R&B roots, soul, and gospel. It's an innovative and near-unprecedented vision for weekly TV, tapping into a growing Black is Beautiful identity movement in the United States at a time when there's just one other TV show made exclusively for the black audience. The lesser-known and lesser-successful Soul broadcast on public television out of New York for a few years, beginning in 1968. Cornelius, a longtime black activist, wants to be a gathering spot for young blacks, a celebration of black culture, and a spotlight for established and rising black talent. Neither group always getting the media attention that white artists might get. A spotlight that shines brightly on the likes of James Brown, Marvin Gaye, Michael Jackson and the Jackson Brothers, Aretha Franklin, 
the Shylites, and others. As Soul Train becomes more popular with viewers, so too does it grow popular with the black community at large, attracting some of the biggest black entertainers of the day. Richard Pryor even steps in as host once in 1973. But has been the case with Bandstand through the years, its viewers don't necessarily tune in to see the guest performers or the guest host in 1973. Notes Erica Blunt-Denoy in her book Love, Peace, and Soul, behind the scenes of America's favorite dance show. They tuned in to see their favorite dancers come down the Soul Train line, end quote. The Soul Train line was one of the series' most enduring and entertaining regular elements. Side story here, perhaps reflecting the nastiness that the entertainment business can breed. In 1973, bandstand impresario Dick Clark who's on the air for 20 years now and who has attained considerable clout in both the TV and recording industries, takes Soul Train head-on with a new dance show called Soul Unlimited. Cornelius and black leaders are equal parts outraged and offended. Years from now, Clark's hubris would be assailed, rightly, as cultural appropriation. And the show doesn't last amid the controversy and near litigation it stirs. Soul Train rides the tracks of success throughout the 1970s and 1980s, even as TV itself changes. As a syndicated show, it doesn't sweat the same kind of weekly rating hurdles that are set up in prime time. Its host's signature weekly closing, Love, Peace, and Soul, becomes a national catchphrase. He says it better. Musical acts of all stripes book passage for the exposure and for the imprimatur that an appearance on the show provides. A 1982 brain operation takes some of the wind out of Cornelius's hosting sales. He continues with the show as it chugs along smoothly, but he and some around him know he's never quite the same. He retires as host of Soul Train, its chief engineer, in 1993, after 23 years behind the mic, though he stays on as executive producer. Several others take the reins over the next 13 years, among them Maestro Clark, Shamar Moore, and Dorian Gregory. By the time it bows out in 2006, Soul Train has become the longest-running, first-run, nationally syndicated program in American television history. A huge badge of distinction for Cornelius and for the black community. Point of trivia, Entertainment Tonight takes that record in 2016. Writes Stephen Dusner in a 2014 appreciation for pitchfork.com quote it's impossible to overstate the show's influence especially considering its longevity weathering every pop trend from funk to disco to new wave to new jack swing it's a vivid chronicle of black popular culture in the late 20th century it's a singular institution in american pop culture that presented black culture fashion dance politics in a positive light it showed blacks coming together in joyous celebration, and it's impossible to discount the impression that would have made on viewers of any age or color. End quote. A 2010 installment of VH1 Rock Docs examines its influence and legacy in what's titled Soul Train, The Hippest Trip in America, narrated by Terrence Howard. From the shy lights and the emotions to Busta Rhymes to Badu, 
Isaac Hayes to Natalie Cole. It shows how Soul Train steams through a forever evolving musical landscape over its 35 years against the backdrop of a forever evolving social, political, and cultural one, all under the guidance and leadership of Cornelius. A spin-off book titled The Hippest Trip in America, Soul Train and the Evolution of Culture and Style, Nelson George writes, Inspired by the civil rights movement, Don Cornelius saw a space for black joy on television. End quote. His career devoted to love, peace, and soul, but suffering physically for his final 30 years. Don Cornelius dies of a self-inflicted gunshot wound in 2012. He's 75. You gotta believe. Hey, send us some questions and feedback and suggestions. On Twitter, at Believe Podcast or at Believe.com. That's also where you can get some information on advertising on any Believe show, but also the good, the bad, and the TV. Find and download us on Apple, where you can subscribe and rate us, or Spotify, where you can just plain follow us. You can also just look for a drop every Thursday on these sites, or Stitcher, or Luminary, or TuneIn, or Google Play. And then like us all over your social media. I know I do. I'm Jim McCarrens. We'll get back on track next week. trip in America. 60 non-stop minutes across the tracks of your mind into the exciting world of soul with special guest stars, the world-famous Jackson 5. And now, here's your host, Don Cornelius. you right on time for another magnificent journey on the Soul Train. We're going to jump on off with the world-famous and most mighty Jackson 5 right after this communication. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.